This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast. Family. I thought you meant the things you need. What's happening, people? It is bed and breakfast on a Monday. Hope all of you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving with your family, friends, or whatever you ended up deciding to do. We are all back, well rested from our Thanksgiving break. Although, no break at bedside. We were fully involved in all the action for Championship Week, heading into college football. Of course, Week 12 in the NFL. Looking ahead to Week 13. Ben Heisler, Peter Dewey, Reed Wallach, the gang is all here on a Monday. We got plenty to discuss, including some early look-aheads into championship week over in college football. Another Monday tradition, we like to go through the NFL slate, bring you our favorite early leans of the week. And, of course, it's Monday. We got plays in the NFL, in the NBA, and also in college basketball as well. That's all happening in about 15 minutes over the course of today's show. But I, I need your guys' help because I feel like there's a moral conundrum happening right now inside my head. And I figure this is you know, basically an opportunity for a little bit of therapy amongst friends and coworkers. Uh, so maybe you guys can help me out. I am currently one of five people left in a survivor pool of about maybe 540 or so folks. Um, I have Seattle tonight. Seattle's a pick against Washington. I feel confident in my pick, but again, they're a pick them. It's survivor. Crazy things can happen and, it, and it's prime time. In the event that I were to win, I had thought of the idea of suggesting, you know, just, just a nice little suggestion to the rest of the, the people in the, in the survivor pool. Hey, you know what? We've, we've done really well. We've made it all the way here. Why don't we just count, you know, count our cash, take a nice little win and just have a wonderful holiday season. And there's plenty of people that are saying it's survivor that defeats the purpose. (laughs) If you don't survive, then you lose and it should be one person at the end, unless it goes to the regular season. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Are you guys with me willing to just go ahead and split it, take the smaller payout, but the guarantee payout, assuming Seattle wins, or do you let it ride? Peter, I, I I feel like you're I feel like you're gonna side with me here. I feel like your 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 risk tolerance is a little bit lower than uh, in the gambling man of, of Reed <laughs> Ben, I'm I'm all with you on this one, especially like a high stakes survivor man. Like I'm I'm taking the money at that point. Like if you got from five forty to five, you did survive. Like I I don't care. You survived down to five people. Like I will gladly take my money. I think it, especially down we know down the stretch of the NFL season, there's just so much like what the heck is going on like i don't know if i would want to risk these last couple weeks with you know knowing i could have whatever it is in pocket right away 
yeah, I agree with you, man. I would if if Seattle wins tonight, which I think they will, I, I think you got it. I, yeah, I have yeah. scar tissue too. Yeah, go ahead, Reed. No, well, first, obviously, Seattle has to win, and I like Seattle also tonight, but I think it's too early to start getting the buyouts. I think you have to wait until you get to, like, week 15 maybe when there's, like, two or three left. I think five in week, I guess, going into week 13. It's just a little too soon, and, like, yeah, I'm of the belief, go for it all, right? Like, you want to be, like, the one person left. Until you get to, I think, again, if there were, like, two or three left, it's, like, week 16, 17, then I'd start looking for outs, but – I'm trying to go – I'm trying to push it as far as I can to see how much I could get out of it. There's still so much football left. There's a lot of football left. I don't disagree with you, but I, I have scar tissue from last year too because I was also in a very similar situation. Um, and, and the stakes weren't as high. I think it was maybe 300 people as opposed to 500. It was a lot bigger this year. But do you recall, I think it was – week 15 maybe of the 2020 season where the Los Angeles Rams were at home against the winless New York Jets and I thought I was sitting pretty in Survivor and I took the Rams I was like this is the perfect time to take them I think they were 14 and a half point favorites and the Jets ended up winning against Jared Goff and the damn Rams 23 to 20 and just like that poof Survivor was gone so like I feel like this is shaping my worldview here like, Reed, yeah, I, I know you're, you're in a survivor league, too. You're trying to let it ride all the way. Yeah, I'm in a survivor league also. I, I had New England yesterday, so that was an easy one. And, like, a third of the pool had Philly, so they got knocked out. A good amount at Houston. So the pool got cut in, like, half yesterday. And I do it with my dad. So we were talking. We There's no signs of letting up here. I got my sheet here. We've mapped out the uh, path to getting all the way home here. So – I like my path here. I'm pretty confident in it. I think I'm riding this out until week 18. So you're if you're someone you're someone that will write in all the picks each week. You're not you're not a week to week guy. I so I would if it were up to me, I'd map it out from week one to week 18. But my dad, who's my teammate on this, he says week to week survive. But now that like we're really in like the it's like it's go time. We're in the final stages. We've now mapped it out. We've hit the let's really like get everything set here. Cause if we knew we had no path, then we maybe look to like sell our entry or try and like, get some sort of buyout. But we see a pretty realistic path here to hopefully get to week 18. Fair enough. All right. I, I have a little bit more perspective. I feel a little bit better about where I'm going. Uh, just got to get through tonight. And yes. uh, I will talk that, about you gotta win tonight before anything. Right. And there's also this part of me that feels like I'm, I'm counting money that I, I don't have, which is like the cardinal sin of every better. Uh, people have lost some atrocious beats this way. So I, I got to keep that all into perspective. Uh, plenty coming up on the show today. We'll get to our best bets here on Monday. That Seattle game is actually one that we will be discussing. They are on the road against the Washington football team on Monday night. Uh, but one thing that we always love to do each and every Monday on the show is get to some of our early leans of the week. And the fun of this is that we know that a lot of these lines are going to move. They're going to fluctuate throughout the course of the week. So if you see a line and a number that you want to be able to jump on, it's always advantageous to do it early. Now, Obviously, things can happen. There can be injuries. There could be new reports. College coaches could leave to go from one school to another. Um, All these different things can change, but you can still find yourself in a very advantageous spot if you are ahead of the sharp movement here. So let's get to it. We got NFL leans for for week 13, college football heading into championship week. Reed, let me start with you. I, I know that you have an eye on the college football uh, schedule. You're looking at the ACC. 
Pitt a three-point favorite against Wake Forest for the ACC championship. Yeah, this opened two and immediately went up to three, and I agree with the move. I th- I make Pitt closer to a six-point favorite in this game. Um, Wake, I, I think the book's out on them. Their defense is trash. They're outside the top 100 in success rate. I think they're going to have trouble getting any stops against Kenny Pickett in this Pitt offense. And on the other side, listen, Wake Forest has a fantastic offense, but Pitt has a strong defense, top five in sacks, third, uh, top 40 in su- defensive success rate. So it's going to be a back and forth affair, but Pitt's going to be able to get a few stops, especially with Kenny Pickett, who protects the ball very well. Pitt is around 40th in turnovers lost. Wake is very dependent on turnovers. They're fourth most turnovers in the entire country against a shorthanded Kenny Pickett. I just don't see Wake keeping up here. I think Pitt wins this one closer to a touchdown, 10 points. Uh, and the last time that uh, your projections had, uh, you know, sort of a number discrepancy was last week on the show. You were talking about Notre Dame. I was Ooh. going into Stanford and absolutely trouncing them. So that was a nice victory snot. for you too. The snot play. Beat the snot out play. <laughs> the, the, the snot is that it is cold season. So uh, <laughs> I, I think something that everybody can understand, especially if you have kids, because snot just starts showing up everywhere. But <laughs> conversation for you guys to have to worry about down the road. What about for you, Peter? What's uh, what's your early lane of the week? Yeah, I'm I'm going back to the well. I'm back in my Broncos. Uh, they're ten oh, point dogs another, against another homer pick from Peter. <laughs> you know, you know it was coming. You knew it was coming. But the, the thing is, though, like I Kansas, it's this isn't so much a Broncos play. It's more so a fade the Chiefs play because they're just terrible at covering the spread. They're one in five as a home favorite this year against the spread, and ten points is a lot of points, man. Like the Broncos are, are have done a really good job of keeping games close lately. And obviously yesterday, they they followed a very simple game plan against the Chargers. The Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. They just ran the ball down their throats, didn't let Teddy Bridgewater make any mistakes, and he was playing on one leg, and they won the game. You can do the same thing against Kansas City. They allow 4.6 yards per carry. You want to keep that Chiefs defense on the field and give Pat Mahomes the least amount of time to beat you. If the Broncos just stick to the running game, I think they can keep this game close. I'm not saying they're going to win. But 10 points is a lot of points. I think there's a chance we could see this move actually in Denver's favor because of that um, from the sharp money. But I wouldn't be surprised if the public even plays this first past 10. And that's when I would really like to grab it. But I'll take it at 10 um, right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I think so, too. If anything, for whatever reason in prime time, it feels like the Broncos have hung in there with Kansas City. for In some of the the earlier slate games or late afternoon, I remember there was a snowstorm game. Uh, where Drew Locke came back to Kansas City. That's where he's originally from uh, and just got trounced. And this is when Locke was playing well, too. It was a couple of years ago. Um, so I, I think it makes sense. It's just you never know which Denver team is going to show up. Yeah. And so it theoretically, their defense should be able to help contain Mahomes, especially because they can generate enough pressure on him where they can still not have to blitz everybody. And, and that's been the key. If you drop a lot of guys back, you can play some cover, too. That's a Vic Fangio staple. They should be okay. My concern is that, like, okay, if Kansas City gets back hot, are they going to start going on one of those crazy against the spread runs where they're like 14 and two before that, you know, what was that? I think one 12 and one stretch yeah, uh, over the course of, of the course of this year and last year. But I, I do like to play, especially double digits um when they've been able to play better defense for me Vic Fangio is a dog man he's 18 and 12 since taking over for the Broncos against the yeah, spread so like and I'll, I'll take six and eight yeah so I'll take I'm I'm playing the trends this week yeah. basically <laughs> all right no I I think those are really like good trends let me let me give you guys a, a a couple lines that I like that I think you can tease down 
Um, no one's going to want to pick the Eagles this week after that stinker in MetLife Stadium. Now, bad news for them is that they go right back to that field and get a chance to, to totally redeem themselves against the worst team in the New York Jets, who got a, a road win against the Houston Texans, the, the somewhat popular Houston Texans uh, this week with Tyrod Taylor back. But give the Jets a little bit of credit. They hung in there. Uh, they're not going to win at home. I know that they've had a couple big wins at home this year. Uh, but Philadelphia is going to straighten themselves out. I like bringing that number down from minus six and a half uh, down to basically uh, a pick them at, at minus a half a point. And then you can tease them with the Indianapolis Colts who travel to Houston. Uh, both Philly and Indianapolis are coming off of losses that they really kind of should have taken care of business. I think it's a good opportunity for bounce back at reasonable lines where you can move that number past those magic numbers of three and seven. Um, especially for the Colts, they've been so dominant against the Texans since Frank Wright took over. And the Eagles, I, I believe I saw this from uh, my buddy Mitch Goldich over at Sports Illustrated, have never lost to the New York Jets. So never. that's another, that's, yeah, another, <laughs> another nice little trend that you can go ahead and take. And I, and I do think Jalen Hurts is going to be motivated. We talked about it on this show, guys, that the Eagles' schedule down the stretch is supposed to be what's going to get them into a playoff push. You know, they have another matchup against the Giants that they should win. Two matchups against the Washington football team. They don't play the Cowboys until week 18. Mm. So I think these two lines, because I, I, I do expect both of them to move, and so I'd rather get them under that field goal number and write it, write it basically a pick them for the Eagles and then minus two and a half for Indianapolis. All right, best bets of the day for Monday. We got NFL action, like we said, between Monday Night Football and the Seattle Seahawks and Washington football team. Uh, I got a stat on Russell Wilson that I think you guys will be curious to hear in just a second. But, uh, Peter, let me start with you. It's Monday. It's NBA. I know that you're fully involved in the association. Tell me who you like tonight. Yeah, Ben, I love the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Thought I'd never say those words, but I really love the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. They're on the road against the Houston Rockets. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs. I'd like them against the spread. think I might sprinkle some on the money line. Houston stinks, man. Like they're three and 16 this year. They've won back to back games. So I am selling as high as you can possibly sell on the Rockets. I do not trust them to win another game. Rookie Jalen Green is out with a hamstring injury. The Rockets haven't really been good against the spread, even though they've been major underdogs in basically every game this year. They're eight and 10. Oklahoma City on the other side, 13 and six. So the Thunder cover, like they have a young team. There's obviously going to be up and down, ups and downs, but. They're able to cover. They've stayed close in a lot of games against tougher teams. I think they're better than this Rockets team. I think Shea Gilders-Alexander is going to be the best player on the floor. I will gladly take them to win this game. I, I almost wish they were favor they were bigger underdogs because I'm shocked that, that the Rockets were even favorites to open this game. So, yeah. I, game, I was going to say, it. yeah, it'd be nice for them to be bigger underdogs. Yeah. But you, you don't want to get greedy either. The fact that you can get the Thunder as an underdog, get them at a money line value of plus 120 against a team with three wins this year. I, I, I would scoop that up as fast as you possibly can. Exactly. I, I like that call on the Thunder quite a bit. What about for you, Reed? Who are you looking at tonight? Yeah, we're looking at a random college basketball game. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, they're laying 12 points against UT Arlington. I think that's not enough points. I'm playing uh, UC Santa Barbara minus 12. This is just a brutal spot for UT Arlington. This is their fifth straight um, NCAA tournament caliber mid-major. Played Abilene Christian, North Texas, San Diego State, and Utah State three of which were on the road all since last uh, past two weeks. So just really tired spot before they go home. And also I like backing Santa Barbara as a big favorite because 
top 20 in both offensive rebounding rate and free throw rate. So they're going to get second chance. They're going to get to the line where they shoot over 70%. I like them to cover this big number. UT Arlington's lost their last four by combined nearly 16 points. UC Santa Barbara, the, the Gauchos? Yeah, the Gauchos. Last year, yeah. tournament team nearly uh, beat Creighton. That was one of my favorites, uh, Cinderella's. We're getting back. That was a 5 12 match, wasn't it? Yep, almost, almost got, almost got the upset. Very, very close indeed. I remember that game. Actually, now it's starting to come back to me a little bit. All right, uh, mine is uh, not as much of a random play as UC Santa Barbara against UT Arlington, <laughs> but it is, uh, it is a Monday in the middle of college basketball. Uh, there's still Monday Night Football on, and I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, I'm on the Seahawks tonight. They're my survivor pick. Russell Wilson, the absolute king of primetime over the course of his career. He's 26-12-3 against the spread. He's 29-9-1 straight up. Uh, those trends certainly back in his favor. And, and it just feels like with everything going on in Seattle, and especially with Washington playing well the last couple of weeks, they're not a good covering team as well. Like Peter brought up with, with Kansas City, Washington still remains uh, tied for the, the league lead in least amount of wins against the spread this year with three, them and the New York Jets. Um, and two of them have basically come in the last few weeks. Feels like the right time to get on, on the other side here. Um, and Russell Wilson, basically, we talked about this a little bit last week, guys. He's playing for his next team. This isn't going to last between him and Pete Carroll anymore. Uh, this relationship is over. This kind of feels like a, a two middle fingers game uh, against Pete Carroll, basically saying, all right, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to chuck the ball deep. I'm finally healthy. Half of our running backs are, are, are out, so I can't really run the ball anyway. I, I think Russ goes ahead and dominates tonight. And I also like the over one and a half on touchdowns which is currently at minus 130 over at WinBets. There you go, guys. Those are our best bets for Monday. That's the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us and waking up with us here today on Bet and Breakfast. For my guys, Peter and Reed, I am Ben. Plenty of content, plenty of analysis for all the college football championships, all the NFL games, and, of course, college basketball and NBA and NHL a little bit later on tonight over at BetSided. We will talk to you again on Thursday with myself, Ian and Donovan. Until then, so long, everybody. Always appreciate you guys joining us here on Bet and Breakfast. So long. 